0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونأوذه بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدلله ومن يدلل فلا حاديا له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكولوا كولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتئ الله رسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد في الأسلق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحدي حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشرمو محدفاتها وَكُلُّ مُحْتَلَفٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلُّ بِدْعَةٍ دُلَالَةٍ وَكُلُّ دُلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارٍ أما بعد Alhamdulillah By the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He's allowed us to gather here today In this jelsa In this gathering, this sitting Where b'ithnillahi ta'ala we seek to benefit one another. We seek to benefit one another in the affair of our religion. We seek to benefit one another. It draws closer to Allah. For ultimately, this is why we are here in this dunya. So Allah Ta'ala mentions, I have not created the jinn nor the mankind except to worship me alone. And so this is the crux of our issue here within this dunya. Our existence here within this dunya. That we're here to worship Allah Ta'ala alone. And so gatherings such as these must always return back to the asl of the affair, the foundation, which is the pleasure of Allah. The foundation, which is worshiping Allah Ta'ala alone. The foundation, which is having ikhlas. Have sincerity in the affairs of your ibadah, and specifically, this topic that we wish to discuss with yourselves is the topic of the happiness within the home. The happiness within the home, and yeah, and similarly, happiness within the home, and the happiness of the family itself. How is it attained? How is it maintained? And how do you know they were successful in that regard? Now, when addressing this uh, issue, I wish to discuss it, if you like, in chronological terms. As the family is the, the last piece, if you like. And before we even enter into the family, we are all individuals. We are all individuals, and we will stand as individuals before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Qiyamah. And so, before we even look at the affair of the family, and how we wish to enter a family, and what we want for ourselves, and our families, and our households, before all of those affairs, we should look at, no doubt, the affair of ourselves. The affair of ourselves as believers. And how we enter into these families. How we establish these families. Allah Ta'ala mentions. أَلَمْ تَرَى كَيْفَ دَرَبُوا اللَّهُ مَفَلًا كَلِمَةً طَيِّبَةً كَسَجَرَةٍ طَيِّبَةٍ أَصْلُهَا ثَابِتٌ وَفَرْءُهَا فِي السَّمَاءِ Allah Ta'ala mentions. Have you not seen how Allah Ta'ala has set forth the example in the parable? A goodly word just as you see see the goodly tree whose roots are firmly fixed and branches, branches reach the sky. This ayah which Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Ibrahim is in reference to no doubt the affair of our iman. As Ibn Abbas mentions that the Kalimah Ta'ibah, the good word mentioned in this ayah, is referring to the Kalimah of La ilaha illallah. The Kalimah of La ilaha illallah, the affair of our Tawheed, establishing the affair of the worship of Allah Ta'ala alone. That is the root. And thereafter, Allah Ta'ala mentions, the root is firm. The kalimah of La Ilaha Illallah is firm. And as a result, Far'uha that the branches that grow from that root, the branch, the branch of that tree, now I'm thrive to the extent that they reach the sky. So we look at ourselves now, again, and we to establish anything in our lives. And our topic today is establishing the affair of the family. We have to be grounded and rooted. And that grounded and rooted begins with the affair of Tawheed. The affair of La Ilaha Illallah. This is how we establish anything in our lives. We return it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He mentions Al-Mu'minu Kawi Khair wa Wa'ahabu ila Allah al Mu'minu Taif He Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He mentions That the strong believer Is better And more beloved to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Than the weak believer Ahlul Ibn Scholars Rahimahum Allah They mention that this kuwatal iman, the strong believer, is not strength in a literal term, or it relates to his body, his physical strength. Rather, it's the kuwatal iman. It's the strength of his iman. It's him being a believer and being a leader by way of his iman. Ahlu sunnati wal jama'ah mention that iman is belief within the heart, statements upon the tongue, actions upon the limbs, it increases with the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and decreases with the obedience of Shaytan, or the disobedience of Allah. So a person entering into this affair he wishes to establish a family. Before all else, he must establish himself and his iman. He must seek to be from the mu'mineen. Those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described. إِنِّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا يَذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلُيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِمَانًا Indeed the believers are those that when Allah subhanahu wa is mentioned their hearts tremble and when the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are recited imana. they increase in iman and no doubt all of this returns back to knowledge all this returns back to the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, acquiring beneficial knowledge. As Ibn Rajab, Rahimahullah mentions, in Fadl al-Ilm al-Salaf, al-Ilm al-Khalaf, at the virtue of the ilm of the Salaf, over the knowledge of the Khalaf, those who came after the Salaf. He mentions, Rahimahullah, that ilm is of two types. the viyanfa or Al-Vila-Yanfa' The knowledge that benefits and the knowledge that does not benefit. So, and no doubt, the affair of knowledge should be the one that benefits us. The one we seek, the knowledge of the sharia, the knowledge of the deen of Islam. The knowledge that allows us to worship Allah. The knowledge that allows us to be the strong believers. No doubt we want to be those that are better. No doubt, we want to be those are more beloved to Allah. Allah Taala states, Allah Ta'ala states "Kul in kuntum tohibun Allah, fa tabiuni yuhbukum Allah, wa yaqfilukun zanubukum." Wallahu gfarur al-Rahim. Allah Taala states, "Say," this is a chat addressing the, address the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you truly love Allah, then follow me, and Allah will love you. I forgive you of the sins. And indeed, Allah is the most forgiving. And the one that bestows mercy upon the believers. We understand by way of this, no doubt. Again, that we must strengthen ourselves. Strengthen ourselves in our knowledge. Strengthen ourselves when it comes to I'me iman. Strengthen ourselves when it comes to our knowledge of the sunnah and adhering to the sunnah. If you want to be from those that are better and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then have to, it's upon us to return back to the sunnah. And this is the asl. This is the foundation. The foundation is ourselves. We are all individuals. We all establish our families as individuals. We all enter into our families as individuals. And so we cannot seek success within that institution, the institution of the family in this case, if we have not sought success within our own selves, if we have not sought to be successful within the dunya and the akhirah, and no, su- no doubt success within the dunya is referring to success by way of righteous actions, and the success in the akhirah is the success of the reward of those righteous actions. And you attain from those righteous actions. This is what is upon us as individuals. Thereafter. So first and foremost, we mentioned this, the first affair. The first affair is that we seek to strengthen ourselves. Be the best, of the, the best believers that we could possibly be when establishing our families whether it be men or the women. The second affair is the affair of choosing the spouse. Choosing that individual that we are seeking to establish that family with. Whether it be the men seeking a wife or the wife seeking a man. We must always return the affair back to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we need the messenger of Allah sallallahu wa sallam. Mention that the woman is married for four affairs. The arm she's married for four affairs. For her deen. Her nasib. Her lineage. Her honor and her beauty. And what did he, Sallallahu Alaihi advise us with? And no doubt the nasiha and the advice and the wasiyah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, within that is khair and حق. He, alayhi salatu advised with choosing the one that is a deen. Establishing and choosing the woman that has religion choosing that spells that establishes the deed of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. for indeed this is the individual that will encourage you with good for no doubt when we look at this affair of our religion and a companionship. The Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He mentions a rajul a Dini The man, the person, is upon the religion of his companion. So look to whom you take as a companion. Is a spouse, not a companion. Is that spouse not taken as a companion likewise? The Messenger of Allah وسلم, he mentions din mentions three times that the religion is sincere advice. Likewise, Allah mentions, Allah ta'ala missions. mentions, You are the best nation that has come from mankind. You enjoy the good and forbid the evil. This affair of Amab bin Ma'roof, enjoying the good, the affair of An-Nahi and Munkar, warning against the evil, this no doubt is one which we must understand is an affair that is from the Sifat and the Khisal. The distinguishing factors of this ummah. This ummah, which is the best of the ummah, the best of the nations that have been that have come from mankind. So the best of the nations that have come from mankind, and it's the nation that establishes and enjoys the good and forbids the evil. So know that this begins with ourselves. It begins. With our families. We must be well aware of that. We must be well aware of this affair of establishing the families upon enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. But this occurs by way of choosing a righteous spouse. That spouse that will encourage you with good. That spouse. That will warn you against the evil. For indeed, they know of the importance of this affair. They are well aware of the importance of seeking nearness to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Hence, why the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu encouraged us with this affair of choosing the woman choosing the spouse with deen. And it's the same for the man, the same for the woman rather. She looks for a husband that has deen, that has religion. She looks for a husband that is seeking to draw nearer to Allah. That this companion will be a companion that will aid her in her religion. And not just by name. But actively she knows and she's aware that this man is an abid. This man is a man of ibadah. This is a man that takes his religion seriously. And so thus wishes to establish that foundation. It's not sufficient that a person here is good, here that the person is good, doesn't investigate this affair. This is a companion that you're seeking to be with you, for, during your remaining days within this dunya. This is a companion, that you should seek, to aid them and draw nearer to Allah, and likewise the opposite. You wish that from them too. But this cannot occur unless a person looks into this matter with caution. He looks into this affair with caution. He's aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has encouraged the affair of Zawaj. He's encouraged Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by way of his statement, Ya Ma'kshar Shaba man yasatih minkum al ba Fa'liyata Zawaj O youth, whoever is able from you to marry, then let them marry. And let them do so. Thereafter, Sheikh Muhammad Aman al Jami, he mentions some of the ahdaf, some of the goals, and the aims behind marriage. Why do we marry as Muslims? And he mentions the first from them, the Sharia, the first from them. Is the first from these goals is that it allows for the lowering of the gaze for the men and lowering the gaze of the women. And this is something that Islam has encouraged by way of the Quran and the Sunnah. Allah Ta'ala mentions, كل المؤمنين يغضوا من أبصارهم ويحفظوا فروجهم ذلك إن الله خيرهم bima الله خبيرهم بما يصنعون. وكل المؤمنات يغضدنا من Allah Ta'ala Shuratu and states, at the again to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Say, to the believing men, let them lower their gaze. Let them lower their gazes. And protect their private parts. That is purer for them. And better for them. Indeed Allah. Is well informed of that which you do. And state to the believing women. To lower their gazes. And protect their private parts. This. This of these two ayats, mentioned the surah to is a clear indication of the affair of marriage and from the goals of marriage is to lower the gates. And so we understand from this and other affairs that we may do something and we may do something to ignore, in order to bring about a khayr, in order to bring about something from good. Whilst we may do an action in order to repel an evil. And so here, the affair of marriage is to repel the evil of a person not lowering the gaze. It's to repel that evil. Which you find that an individual individual may find himself becoming mutasahil, lax in relation to it. The second, from the goals, is that it's a means of protection of the private parts, as mentioned in the ayah, in the previous. And the previous point, the previous goal mentioned, lowering the gaze, results as well in the second, of protection of the private parts. Naam. and then the third point or the third goal mentioned by Sheikh rahimahullah is and a is attained by way of it offspring fi <laughs> al so, from this as well is attaining offspring. Marriage means about offspring, and this offspring, as mentioned by the Sheikh, referred to by the Sheikh, is the Lebanon. Is the bricks? These are the bricks. Naam, of the building of the Islamic society, the Islamic community. So we all as well as, as Muslims are a community. However, we are all individuals, I mentioned in the beginning. And the symmetry is given that they're all separate bricks that make up that that building as a whole. And so it brings about na'am, the Islamic community as well as increasing the numbers of the followers of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the Khatib Al-Anbiya the seed of all the Prophets and so thus we understand this by way of the fact that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam encouraged the youth to marry encouraged them to marry. And likewise, the message of Allah is the affair of marrying the wudud and wulud. Marrying the childbearing, the loving childbearing woman. For indeed, I will boast great numbers of my Ummah amongst the Anbiya. So this is from the goals of the marriage. So no doubt, it brings about repelling of harms. It means that repelling of the harm of anything that comes from not lowering the gaze. Or the harms of the zina and the likes of that. It repels it. And likewise, it encourages and aids that affair. Of the servants of Allah Ta'ala, increasing in number. The Muslims increasing in number. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, being from those or being the Messenger that boasts great numbers of followers. All of this begins with the affair of marriage. So, the person, no doubt. He seeks a spouse that will aid him. He seeks a spouse that is a good spouse. A spouse that will bring about harmony within the household. No doubt, harmony only comes by way of adhering to the sunnah, of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Wasallam. As mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul abdu Wahab, Allah, that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there was no good, except that he... Brought it to us. Sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. And there's no evil. Except that he warned us against it. And so no doubt. He's encouraged us with this affair. Of marriage. He's encouraged us with this affair. Of increasing the numbers. Boasting great numbers. And we shouldn't be from those. That doubt this we should be from those that doubt or worry about having large amounts of children for indeed the risk the risk the provisions of the servant of allah ta'ala are written for him and so by way of that he adheres only to the commands of allah ta'ala and the commands of the Messenger of Allah If indeed he is truly seeking success. If indeed he is truly seeking success for himself and for his family. Thereafter, if Allah Ta'ala bestows upon you as individuals, children, then thereafter you have the musuliyah. You have this affair of responsibility upon them. Again, so the first thing is that we have to work upon ourselves. When we enter in and we're seeking to establish a family, we can't establish a family unless we have established ourselves first with Iman. Establish ourselves first with Tawheed and Sunnah. Secondly. We are seeking to establish a family of another individual. For the man, he's seeking a wife. For the woman, she's seeking a husband. She seeks that individual. He seeks that individual that will aid him in that. Hence, he chooses the one with religion. And then the third part of this are the children, are the offspring. And so with the offspring, it's a two-way relationship, like all. So everyone's rights have to be established. So it's not a case where the parents are lax and you have to have tasahul when it comes to their tarria, when it comes to their upbringing. This is what you find sometimes. The parents are not establishing the rights of their children. However, when it comes to the affair of I am your father, I am your mother, you must listen to what I say, no that is true. But then this is the only time they want to establish rights. The rights of the children begin now from their birth and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu wasallam, mentions Ma min Naam, Ma min Illa ala fitra. There is not a child that is born except that is born upon the fitrah the natural disposition. The child is born. upon the natural disposition. The child is born with the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The child is born with the belief that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. A firmness This is affirmed. From the fitrah that the child is well aware that Allah that Allah Ta'ala is above the heavens. Thereafter, it is the, it is the parents that cause that child to be a Yehudi, a Jew, or Nasrani, a Christian, or Majusi, a fire worshipper. This is from the tarbiyah of the parents. And so what we understand from that, from this narration, is that the child is born upon this affair of purity. The child is born upon the affair of purity. And it's upon us as parents to maintain and preserve that purity. Preserve that belief in Tawheed. Preserve that affair of adhering to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is the this is the affair which is upon us as parents. Now. No. So we understand that our children are born upon the fitrah, are born upon this affair of purity, upon Tawheed. And it's upon us as individuals to preserve that by way of education, by way of tarbiyah. And Allah Ta'ala mentions Ya ayyuhaladzina amanu O oh, you who believe, save yourselves and your family from the fire. Save so yourselves and your families from the fire. Which fuel are men and stones. We understand by way of this, this is an address to the believers first and foremost. That are first and foremost, when it comes to tarbiyah, education and cultivation is with our families. First of all, ourselves. Going back to what we mentioned at the beginning. We can't establish families until we establish ourselves. So we must, first and foremost, establish ourselves as believers. Establish ourselves upon the Lead by example. How is a child expected to take the parent seriously or the command of the parent seriously? Did you do not see that from the parents? How does the child expect to hear from their parent, the parent commanding them to pray the salah? And that's For example, the parents command him to pray the salah, but it's a way his father does not pray the salah. The parents commanded the child to fast. But it's not fast. It's about no doubt. Saving ourselves and our families from the fire. The fact that our children are born upon the fitrah. Is a clear indication. That anything that comes after that. We must be responsible for. and so we cannot have to settle in this affair we cannot be lax in this affair how many from the people in this land we live in are lax with this affair they will put their children in state schools without thinking without even a contemplation for six hours a day your child is in or under the tarbiyah of another individual. A tarbiyah which more than likely is not a tarbiyah of Islam. They were born upon Islam. Whether they were born into a Muslim family or not is irrelevant. They were born upon Islam. Then we find the parents become mutasahilin Become lax and hand the child to those that will not teach in the values of this deed of Islam. Allah ta'ala mentions what is after the what comes after the truth except from his guidance. If there's not if this tarbiya is not Islamic tarbiya, then they will know that it's not going to be the haq. There's a similitude if we were to put our child into a place that was on fire, we were to place our child into a place on, that was on fire, first and foremost, the parent wouldn't do so. Secondly, if the parent was to do so, every person around that, that family will be striving to get that child out. Why? Because they see the danger. About the danger when it comes to the tarbiyah of our children. The danger when it comes to that which our children are being taught. The danger when it comes to the affair of their fitrah. It's not one to be lax with. It's not one where we seek to make any excuse. Because we hear the excuses. The people say, I can't afford to put them into Islamic schools. I cannot I cannot homeschool them. I cannot teach them otherwise. Again, if the person truly recognizes the danger of it, you would find a way. If it's the case you cannot afford it now, you'd find a way to afford it. If it's a case of you feel that you cannot homeschool them, you'll find a way to homeschool your children. Because you recognize the danger that they're in. Again, you will not put the child into a building on fire. But you'll place them into a place that is actively seeking to corrupt their fitra. Actively seeking to corrupt their fitra. We must reflect upon that All of us as individuals. Whether we be parents or not, we must reflect upon that. First and foremost, for our children, for our own children, our own children as, as parents. But also for those that are around us. Though again, if we saw our friends, we saw our closest companions placing their children. Into something, of, into a place of danger, we would say something. Because they're our companions. They're, our, they're the children of our companions. We would say something. As the Salaf would mention, that the true companion is not the one that always agrees with you. The one that always agrees with you is your enemy. That's not a companion, Is your enemy. Because we're insane. Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned All of the children of Adam fall into error And the best of those that fall into error Are those that make Tawbah, seek repentance So we all make mistakes So if we have a companion that's always agreeing with us He's agreeing with us when we're correct And he's agreeing with us when we're incorrect It's not a companion So we look to our companions and in Safiyah, the tarbiyah of, of our children, we look to our companions as well. And seek to aid them, and seek to advise them. Who's a fair of advice? No doubt, as the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He, والسلام, referred to it as the Deen itself. It's sincere advice, is Deen, it's religion. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions, وَقُلْ عَنْ رعيته. The message of Allah وسلم, mentions that all of you are shepherds. And all of you are shepherds for his flock. All of you are shepherds for the flock. فَالْإِمَامْ مسؤول عَنْ فِي أَهْلِ بَيْتِهِ عَنْ رائته. وَالْمَرْأَى رَائَةٌ فِي بَيْتُ زَوْجِهَا وَمَسْؤُولَةٌ عَنْ, عن رَائَتِهَا وَالْعَبْدُ رَائٍ فِي مَالِ السيد في سَيِّدِهِ وَمَسْؤُولَ عَنْ رَائَتِهِ And so the Imam, the leader, he is the shepherd, he is the leader of his people and he is mas'ol, he he's responsible for his people The people that he rules over. The man is Mas'ul. He's the shepherd for the people of his home. He's responsible for them. He's responsible for them. He's a Mas'ul. And again, it's a two-way relationship. It's a two-way relationship. First and foremost, the man is abated in his household. Because he's a leader of the household. As long as what he says does not oppose the sharia of Allah wa ta'ala, As long as what he establishes is not in opposition to the haqq. Then this man, the husband, the father, is obeyed in that affair. Just as you would obey a ruler within, the, within a land. He's the masul. But again, relationships two way. It's not sufficient for the man to say, I am the leader of the household, what I say goes. Listen to me. And he does not establish the rights of his family. He's masoul. The reason why he's obeyed. And the reason why he's Kelimah. His word holds the most amount of weight within that household. It's because he's the one that carries all the responsibility of what occurs within the household. Whether it be good or bad, he's responsible for that. You cannot be a person from the men. My brothers are sitting before us here. And we complain about the nature of our families. We complain about our wives. We complain about our children. But we don't reflect upon what we have done and how we have established that household in the first place. Have we established a household upon obedience? Have we established a household upon ilm? And seek upon knowledge and seek in the knowledge. Or is that household established upon labor? Lab? Is a household established upon playing amusement? Is it is a household established upon mere affairs of the dunya? This dunya is temporary, mu'akkad. It will go. Everything you see before it will go. What have we put forth for our families? How have we established our families? How are they as individuals? Allah Ta'ala mentions, that the, the men are in charge and have the disposition in relation to the women. But it's not just that he's in charge. Let's say, rules of iron fist. No, he's been given that responsibility because or he's been given that last word because he has the responsibility. He's responsible for what happens in the household. If we're talking about harmony within the household and happiness within the household, it returns back to the leaders as well. The leader is the father, the leader is the husband. How is he establishing that household? Are the children aware of their deen Are the children aware of the sunnah? Or, as we mentioned earlier, are they left to their devices? Are they given (coughs) to the others, to the people and corrupted for six hours a day? And everyone will say People, that's, people will say as well, I put my children in these institutions. I put them into school because I was fine. People say, I went to school and I was fine. I went to school and nothing happened to me. Alhamdulillah, I'm in the Masajid now. the reality is a large amount of us, I can't give a percentage of the amount of, the, of us here, had to go through some of the evils of this society before we got to where we are. Some of to go through the evils of Bidah, the evils of Kufr, the evils of Ma'asiyah. Before we got to here, this being within the massage of Ahlul Sunnah. It wasn't a case where we were in these institutes, and we remained there within these institutes, and then we ended up within the massage of Ahlul Sunnah. No, rather, we sought some of the effects of that before so we know that for ourselves we should not want that for our children again we must all be responsible and the wives the women they are responsible likewise the women are responsible for the home the mother this is the first madrasa this is the first school the first things that the child will be taught is through the mother What that child learns about the world they live in and who they are, their identity, it will begin with the mother. The responsibility of the father is to pay for that household. Again, the father, the husband cannot merely enter the home and say, my word is final. I am the father, my word is final. However, he doesn't pay for his household. He doesn't exert himself and work to pay for his family. He doesn't put his hand in his pocket and pay for his family. But he will say, but you must listen to me. For Allah Ta'ala mentions, and he mentions the ayah, Rather, it's because of what he spends upon his family. And likewise as well, his word is final because the affair ends with him. He is the one that is Mas'ul. And the mother is responsible for those children that are within the household. Responsible for the tarbiyah of the children that are within the household. can't be lax with that affair. Merely seeking... To get by. So, as the message of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions. In <inaudible> Allah, Allah has written upon and prescribed upon everything perfection. We should seek to perfect that which we do. And excel in that which we do. Parenting is no different. We should seek to excel in parenting. To be the best parents that we can be. This is our. This is our mas'ulia. This is what is upon us as parents. This is what is upon us as individuals, parenting our children. And likewise, opposite as well. As I mentioned, it's a two-way relationship. The relationship of the children as well. The children must have respect for their parents. They should be an affair. This should be an affair where the children understand the makana, the states of the parents. Allah Ta'ala mentions, la shay'a, wa bil ihsana Worship Allah Ta'ala alone. And do not associate anything in partnership with him. And be dutiful towards the parents. Be good towards the parents. The greatest thing we've been commanded with, as Muslims, bel as insan. The greatest thing we've been commanded with as individuals from mankind is the affair of Tawheed. Worship Allah Ta'ala alone. Do not associate anything in partnership with him. It's the greatest thing we've been commanded with. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala mentions the rights of the parents. Allah Ta'ala first of all mentions his rights. His rights we worshipped alone. Surah Nisa. Thereafter, words mention the rights of the parents. This should be understood. This should be understood. That the parents have a specific station and are deserving of that respect. And we should not allow for any other tarbiyah to be introduced to our children. In relation to the respect for the parents and the treatment for towards the parents. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentions in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, He mentions after the He mentions وسلم, in the narration found in Sahih Muslim that the best of action are the Salah fi Waqtiha, establishing the prayer in its time. Thereafter, Bir al being dutiful towards the parents. We understand the weight of the Salah in Islam. Salah being the second pillar and the pillars of Islam. The command for us is to be individuals that pray in its correct time. We come to pray at his correct time, and the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, has mentioned that alongside and coupled that alongside bilawali, being dutiful towards the parents. It's a affair of being dutiful towards the parents, none, which is not to be looked at lightly. It's one that everyone establishes the rights if we were to put it in summary why do what is the best way to have harmony in a marriage if we were to put it in absolute in absolute summary we would say that every party observes and gives the rights of the other the husband gives the rights to the wife The wife gives the rights to the husband. Likewise. If we were talking about how do we have harmony. Between parents and the children. Again. Is that every party. Every part. Observes the rights of the other. The parents give the rights to the children. The children give rights to the parents. How many times do you find that the parent may, may complain about the child? They say this child does not respect me. I told him about the the, the I told him the proofs about obe- obeying the parents. I told him the proofs will be dutiful to the parents. They don't respect me. But this parent still doesn't know who is who's his, who his child's company is. Where they're in company. Who is his companion? The parent is lax in observing the rights of the child. But is well aware that their rights are not being observed. Again, it goes both ways. You must observe the rights of your children. Give the rights to your children. And likewise the children, give the rights to the parents. Likewise the spouses. The amount of times that people talk and will complain about, of one spouse complaining about the other. But it's upon the individuals to be, first and foremost, inward looking. Reflecting. As mentioned in the narration. Bring yourselves to account before you're brought to account. Bring yourselves to account before you're brought to account. So look at yourselves first. What have I put forth in this relationship? What have I put forth in this chart, this, this, uh, Husband and wife relationship, this marital relationship. What have I put forth in relation to my children? Have I given them the best tarbiyah? Can I stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, I've done the best for my children? Or have I fallen short? And likewise, us us as children, us who have parents, we must reflect upon what we do for our parents. Do not allow for the dissenting voices from outside to tell you how you should be towards your parents. The message of Allah and Allah have already established how we should be for our parents. Without any exception, whilst they are parents, they deserve another respect. Whilst they are our parents, they are deserving of our duty, dutiful towards, this, towards them. Whilst they are our parents. And of course, this is something which is datum. This is something which is continuous. And so we should be individuals that are well aware of that. So, in summary, we mentioned first and foremost, in order to establish the household, now I'm to happiness in the household. The first thing is that we must establish ourselves. We must establish that for ourselves. We must establish ourselves as strong believers, as Sunnis, Salafis, upon Tawheed. Secondly, we must choose a spouse to establish a household with us, a good spouse. Choose that spouse by way of deen. Jews that spouse that adhere to the origin of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thirdly or within the affair of establishing the spouse as well as mentioned is that we establish each other's rights and adhere to one another's rights. And the rights that have been given to us have been given to us from the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And have not been given to us to stand over the other, whether it be the men or the women. It's not for the man to say, you need to do this for me because I'm the husband. And it's not for the woman to say, you need to pay me because you, I'm the wife. Rather, this is from the Hikmah of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the spouse, choosing a good spouse. The third... Is the relationship between the parents and the children. That us as parents. Must seek to fulfill the rights of our children in the best way possible. And give them the best tarbiyah possible. Because we are us all. We are responsible for them. These atfah, these children are born upon the fitrah. We must strive to maintain that for them. The fourth. Still, in relationship to the in relation to the uh, the parents and the children is the affair of establishing the rights of the parents for those children. So, when the children grow older, they're well aware of the parents' rights. Our parents looked after us, cultivated us. And so when they're in need of our aid, we come to their aid as well. These are the four affairs. And thus finally, the question remains, how do we know if we've established a happy household? How do we come to know if we've established a happy household? And the reality is, we will know if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows us and allows us to be from the people of Jannah, and we ask Allah ta'ala that he allows us to be from those and enters our system to Jannah, and allows us to enter Jannah with our families. Amen. Shaykh Ufaymin rahimahullah, he mentions, إِذَا Jannah. نَعَمْ يَتَرِفْ Al الْأَقَارِبِ is asked, if a person enters Jannah, Will he recognize his compa- his relatives? And he, mentions, and he mentions, "Yes, he will recognize Naam his companions or recognize his relatives rather, and other than them." from all of the people that bring joy to his heart. All the individuals that bring joy to the heart, he will recognize them. And he mentions, He mentions, And he mentions, Rava as well, he will meet with his children. And a person of Jannah will meet with his children Naam, within one household. As Allah s.a. mentions, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّبَعَتَهُمْ فُرْيَتِهِمْ بِإِيمَانَ أَلْحَقَنَا بِهِمْ فُرْيَتَهُمْ وَمَا آتَيْنَ وَمَا آتَيْنَ And, he mentions, and those who believe, and whose offspring will follow them in faith, follow them in Iman, then we will cause them to meet with their offspring. I will not decrease the reward of any of the two. And everyone will gain that which they have earned. That's the reality. All of these steps, if we take all of these steps, seeking that household, that strong household, that household upon the beings of Allah, remain steadfast upon that, then within Jannah we will know, in Allah the success of that affair. And again we ask Allah ta'ala to make us from those to our obedient slaves and enter gender with our families. For Jazakum la Khairi Ikhwa wa Barakulahu Fikum wa Sallallahu wa Barak Ala Nabina Muhammad wa Ala Alihi wa Sahihi wa Sallam.